Welcome to Founding Impact, where we talk about the impact startup ecosystem in Europe. I'm Kasia Zalewska, an impact angel investor from Ragnarsson. Hello guys again, I'm Kasia from Ragnarsson, uh, angel impact investor, and together with me is Erki Ani from uh, Cleantech for Est, um, organization from Estonia that works on supporting the network of impact and clean tech uh, startups. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about uh, today. How does actually the impact startups in Estonia looks like? So, Erki, thank you very much for joining us. Um, could you tell us maybe first what keeps you busy these days? Yeah, thank you for inviting. Um, well, there's many things that keeps me busy. Uh, first of all, definitely the, the overall kind of trend in the sector uh, is what makes all our competitors, but also stakeholders, very busy, and uh, you know, kind of organizing this clean tech sector at the moment uh, in the most strategic and systematic way is like the most crucial, so that in the future we can reap the benefits of uh, what we have done today. Um, but yeah, I'm um, at the moment I'm the CEO and the co-founder of the Clean Tech Forest or Clean Technology for Estonia. Um, and just actually yesterday, we also launched uh, another private accelerator program called Beamline Accelerator, uh, that is kind of centered for Central Eastern European uh, countries and looking for, uh, at the moment, energy and smart city startups. But in general, <clears throat> what we do in Cleantech Forest, um, we are the, as you, as you said uh, very correctly, we are the ecosystem kind of developer for Cleantech startups. Um, meaning that we have different incubation programs, uh, educational programs and acceleration programs for startups, for rather, let's say, very early stage startups. And we prefer them to be also research-based. So looking to find new deep tech unicorns uh, from mm -hmm. Estonia. Yeah. Uh, we don't concentrate only on, on software or hardware, uh, but we take them both in uh, as we see that hardware has the most impact. For, uh, for the society, the economy, the environment. Um, and, you know, hardware solutions are also the ones that can um, substitute the incumbent technologies we have at the moment, especially in the energy sector. Yeah, exactly. The breakthrough will come from the hardware soft companies, uh, mostly not from the software. That's uh, that, that's true. Like Estonia is very well known for the support for generally startup ecosystem. There's no, no they don't need to convince anyone that you're one of the most advanced uh, nations uh, worldwide uh, in the in such a terms. But does it apply also for this very specific sector, so the the clean tech or impact startups, because they require a little bit more support from like the ecosystem itself from the government, from the frameworks they need to create. Does it already happen in Estonia that something more is uh, built around uh, impact startups? Um, I guess um, I guess there is, there, you know, something is boiling there somewhere, uh, <laughs> okay. slowly and steadily. But I think it all began with, you know, the, uh, Skype, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Skype is like, you know... For Estonians, it's, it's a big thing. Um, this is what started the so-called giving back to the community. Uh, so meaning that the Skype founders, they invested in other funds, in other startups, in locals, uh, and they in, in turn, you know, boosted their startups uh, starting to. Uh, and this kind of giving back to the community has now sprouted out, I guess, to, um, let's say more closely to educational sector, uh, doing a lot of impact there. 
um, especially in well, especially in IT sector, right, and digital solutions that are uh, also in the impact sector. Um, but uh, this kind of overall trend, well, if I'm talking from my perspective, from green tech and clean tech uh, in impact, then um, in this sector uh, there are a lot of kind of programs and initiatives. Um, but they might not be so specifically concentrated on the impact of these techs, uh, but but rather you know profit. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say that yeah, the latest certain trend in, in impact and clean tech impact in Estonia is that there's there's a lot of uh, VCs, investors, founders, successful founders turning green or and uh, larger businesses and corporates also painting themselves green or, or turning green. We'll, we'll see that. Yeah. Um, and which means that also there's there's a lot of, uh, not a lot of, but there's uh, funding also coming to the more impactful. So people are acknowledging more uh, the impact of their activities and actions to the society, the economy, the environment. Um, and in general, uh, well, Estonians are very kind of environmental minded you know, it's like 50% of the country is covered with forests, right? And the rest is with startups, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's why we are a very entrepreneurial country. Um, and now this kind of trend in clean tech and green tech startups popping up, uh, also impact impactful startups. Uh, I mean, every crisis is like a very good basis for developing impact, impact startups, right? So this all together now, uh, I think there's been a turning point last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so you're saying that the climate awareness among all the stakeholders that needs to be involved in the process of like developing the ecosystem, that the awareness is very high. So uh, mostly you mentioned the businesses and the venture capital. So it's like one part of the um, equation. But what about, so like, for example, academia and the government? Does it recognize the need to invest more into R&D projects together with academia and then push it to the business that already have this awareness built and like, you know, make it like the steady flow of the ideas through the development, through the uh, trying the markets? That, does it work like that already? Uh, that's a good question. I'm afraid I don't have a very certain answer for that, but I can go around. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so from the universities, uh, the universities themselves, they have been very active in in finding innovation from the universities. They have you know, educational programs. They have these big um, kind of like semi-commercial um, incubator programs, startup programs for very, very early stage startups. And... I think what kind of makes it special for the academia in this innovation sector and kind of seeking new impactful uh, um, solutions, products and services is that uh, the, the ecosystem that it's working together with. So, so the academia is very closely working together, or at least the main people in academia who are on this innovations um, mm -hmm. topics, they are working very closely together with the, the startup ecosystem. Well, the startup ecosystem in Estonia often referred to as hashtag Estonian Mafia back office. And uh, the startups, the startup founders of Estonia are, are Estonian Mafia. Um, but that not, might not be good in, in some countries to refer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this kind of collaboration between them, so um, having a, a decent pipeline of ideas coming in 
mainly from the from the research from the academia and then prepping them for the for the next rounds of these ecosystem players that might be you know incubator mm -hmm. programs science parks or accelerators already or other kind of business consultants and also co-working spaces that are very innovation minded and have set up their programs as well so this kind of creates this decent pipeline uh, where the ideas come in from research they get um, they get their their medals their their honors their you know, seed funding and they then they have like a reference to uh, to you know turn it up a notch mm -hmm. and go seeking for for so venture capital so uh, you mentioned uh, in the beginning that uh, the ac current accelerator, the Beamline, uh, is targeting the startups not only from Estonia, but generally from the CU region. And uh, as far as I understand, uh, Estonia is very uh, strongly connected within the whole Nordic region, Baltic and, and uh, East European. So how does the, the cooperation for the clean uh, tech um, like network or ecosystem, that how does it work? You're not alone, alone island of like innovation, but you're trying to, to work closely with, with other partners. Uh, yes. Uh, well, Clean Tech Forest has been um, partner for like, an organization or institution called EIT, so um, European Institute of Innovation and Technology. And there you have the climate, uh, climate section or climate technology innovation community. We've been a partner for in there for a rather a long time and uh, kind of concentrating on the risks region, the risks regional innovation scheme. <laughs> uh, and in these countries, um, especially where the innovation level is, you know, low or moderate. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been actively working there. Uh, we, have, we have partners there, you know, um, other stakeholders, uh, people we work together with, with whom we can do projects with as well. And uh, kind of um, after these five years of, of heavy networking, and now after the lockdown, it only made sense to to use this network in a, in a very um, fundamental way to actually provide more um, support for this topic startups in, in these regions where the innovation is only coming up, meaning that there is huge potential and in all these countries. The innovation level is absolutely growing, um, and you know one wouldn't want to miss that train. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, from your experience, the the startups that are like trying to start in Estonia, because we know that the system works the way that you don't need to be Estonia to start a company in Estonia, and many entrepreneurs start uh, decide to do it this way. Um, is there any like trend of topics or specific, uh, I don't know, um, countries that those entrepreneurs are going because they feel the, that it's working the best for them or they heard and it's just spreading the word like a viral? Uh, you mean where Estonian Estonian people are going to, to do business? or, or Both business? ways, actually. Those could be two questions, yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, the the, the, the startup visa program that Startup mm -hmm. Estonia launched uh, is very, very popular. Uh, I think they're mostly, I'm not very sure, uh, but the, the highest interest is coming from, from Asia, from, from India and that kind of countries, um, or in, from this region countries. Um, but also from, from other countries that are like non-EU, uh, I guess there was a statistics that was uh, like 25% um, 
of the employees in Estonian startups uh, are um, coming with a startup visa to work here. Um, but um, I mean, now it's to talk vice versa. Maybe that's some data I have more. Um, so the, our startups uh, are mainly looking into other countries as their first market, um, or even EU as their first market. Because if they if we grow them, uh, you know, we nurture them, um, we kind of bang in their heads that Estonia is not a market, right? It's rather an incubation program or an incubator. Because mm -hmm. here everything is very close to you. You know most of the people, uh, or you know a friend who does. Um, the, the digital infrastructure is so advanced um, that it makes the information flow and, and the dissemination even more easy. Um, which makes it like, a, well, it makes it as an incubator, uh, right? A startup comes in, or startup sprouts from Estonia, uh, starts to starts to develop. You'll get all the the support he needs from the ecosystem so we kind of have spoiled them as well maybe too much at some points and then um you know they will do their market research for other countries you know estonia is a perfect perfect place to pilot their 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 um, products and services well especially if you're in it or if you're in energy and you know, smart grid topics estonia is very advanced in that um you can you can pilot with the whole country as your test bed for for having the energy data consumption energy consumption data from the from a hundred percent of the country for example uh, and then go to other countries um, a good example maybe um, not maybe that much in impact um, is uh, is WePower it's a Lithuanian Estonian startup that tested their product they're using kind of um, Different fund funding mechanisms from from blockchain to to help larger corporates buy renewable energy, uh, and they tested their product in Estonia because Estonia is you know 100% smart meter covered, uh, and they could test it on a larger scale, and then they went to Australia and then do that there as well. So they will get a reference, a perfect country-based reference, with what they could test their product there, and this goes pretty much to to any sector as well. So if, if you can kind of test and pilot it, pilot it in Estonia, you can you can easily go outside as well. And maybe yeah, countries uh, maybe the kind of most of the target countries are uh, Finland, Germany, UK, um, also California, US, uh, and recently also more to the Asia side. So yeah, India, um, Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And the kind of yeah, and that, uh, regions. That sounds like uh, like it's working very well, and and uh, you've managed to achieve like uh, amazing level of support for the startups. But if you would have like one wish, you would like to change something, or you think that still needs to improve, or it's just not yet there. What would that would be? Um, I don't want to get too political here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, but, I got uh, it. But yeah. Um, I would encourage people. I would like people to have more kind of self. Uh, I don't know, um, kind of the sense to power themselves to 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 take steps for thinking about uh, the impact that they are doing with the consumption of anything. Mm -hmm. Think so. what what is this bottle going to cost me actually, right? And or this car, this diesel car, and, mm -hmm. and so on. 
Yeah, that uh, that's something that uh, also troubles me. It keeps me uh, at night awake sometimes. It's really astonishing how people sometimes don't feel this pressure not to throw a bottle on the street, uh, simply like that. I, yesterday I saw someone just doing exactly like that, and for me it would be like unimaginable to do just throw it and don't think about it anymore. So I, I deeply feel you that that's something that really need to need to be improved. Um, you have like amazing experience working with, uh, I, if, if I got it correctly, over 50 startups that passed through your programs. And uh, do you see any good practices that works best for the founders uh, of your startups? Something that uh, you developed internally or they get into by themselves and shared with the, with the network? What works best that, some, that it's not very popular still maybe? Uh, outside of of your um, area, mm. uh, tricky one. Um, <laughs> like every. Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> very difficult question. Um, I, I I guess uh, one of the main things is uh, the first of all, uh, choose the people who you work with, uh, meaning also choose to be choose the the people you're gonna support. So in the validation phase of the startups. Um, it doesn't matter what the idea is, uh, it matters who the people are. Well, that's such a cliche, cliche mm -hmm. right? but it does work um, and it does mean a lot because uh, mm, we've had uh, marvelous founders that kind of uh, have come to our programs maybe five years ago, four years ago, uh, and a year ago, or three and two years ago. Um, and they were very, very kind of determined on their uh, mission uh, and their final solution, what they want to do. But in the end, they, uh, the, the kind of the means how they got there uh, might be totally different. So they might have, you know, started a company, but they, but they, you know, failed with it and then started another one, but they really wanted to go get to their means. These are very mission driven and vision oriented people. And uh, that's who uh, we work with most together. And kind of, um, I, I think the, the kind of magic there is also you gotta really like the people that you are working with, uh, and you have to show them that as well. Then it's gonna be mutual, and, mm -hmm. and they're gonna share all their confidential information for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like uh, as long as you will not feel what does it mean to work with the right people, you will not get it at, at some sort of. Uh, but the moment you find that the right people, then it's like, oh yeah, that's so obvious. This this. Uh, it might be a cliche, but it's so so true. I I feel you because I was like also struggling with with such a problem for for a couple of years, and then it just clicked at some point. And yeah, uh, truly, that's true. Um, maybe stepping, uh, taking one step back uh, to more more general overview, but also the practices you have uh, within the um, within the clean tech forest. The very hot topic among all the impact investors uh, and the impact activists is how to measure the impact. Do you actually do anything within this um, with, the, with such an activity, like measuring the impact of startups that you work with, or maybe even Estonia is having something in place uh, that is uh, kind of like you know. Uh, solving the issue or like um, how to say it um, coordinate what is happening there in the startup world um, for the for the very very early stage teams uh, that we, we mainly incubate 
but also some of them uh, that are in the pre-accelerator programs to whom we also get funding. Um, for them, we have usually had, uh, like it's been compulsory to have also the, the, the climate change impact uh, kind of scenario um, kind of calculated for them. Um, and for this, we, we use trainers uh, in our educational programs, but also in, uh, in the entrepreneurial programs. Uh, so yes, we kind of dedicate our time to that as well because we are really interested in that we're not, you know, dealing with greenwashing or, or these mm -hmm. kind of things that are not very popular. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, the pipeline is um, kind of consistent and in, in meeting the green tech uh, terms because um, this kind of, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we definitely do that. <laughs> just in, just in in different ways some some have you know um special dedicated courses or or workshops on that but but some have you know just homework and then validation by us or or some by some third third validators you know, that if they have done it correctly but this mm -hmm. very specific kind of well, in the environmental sector you have the lca or the life cycle assessment um which is very popular we haven't done that to the startups, but what we have seen is that the startups are doing that to themselves, uh, if you can oh. say so. Mm -hmm. uh, especially last year, uh, there was many, uh, many startups that had kind of started the, the LCA because, um, well, I don't know why, uh, but, but I, I guess the, the investors are kind of getting very aware as well that if they want to actually go to, you know, hardware, and mm -hmm. clean tech, then you need some kind of reassurance more to invest your money. It uh, mm -hmm. might be, you know, patient capital. You might be waiting quite a lot of time to receive your in, um, return. And then I think, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point where to kind of have some more uh, confirmation that your business works and and what what kind of impact your business has. Yeah, that sounds super valuable because that's actually one of the, the, the questions that pops up the most when we talk to startups, when we ask about, for example, do you plan to measure the impact uh, or do you do you have any plan in place or you do that already? That's very common. It's very common to, for the founders to say, yeah, I would like to, but I have no idea how to do that. And mm -hmm. it's like... Uh, Okay, you can start Googling and find this framework, that framework, this uh, use case, that's something, but um, I don't even need anything very consistent in the market. It would be like the, the uh, uh, like the end goal is to have something that you can compare the startups from Estonia, Spain, US, whatever, and you have the consistent data. That's like the end goal. But for now, to have something that is very straightforward and easy to implement and easy to understand, actually, even for the founders. So... The fact that you have such knowledge and you are like supporting your founders in that, that's super valuable. And I don't know, maybe you can share it uh, with a more broad network as part of your like transparency program. I'm, I'm just saying that's something you can uh, you can think about uh, to give a little bit more only to, to the outside world you have, if you have such a, a plan in place. Um, yeah, but last but not least, uh, everyone knows about the unicorns that uh, Estonia have. Uh, I lost count how many of them are already on the market. Uh, do you think the next one or soon to be next will be from the impact or clean tech uh, area? Do you see any possibilities for that? Um, I guess the next one is going to be from, from clean tech uh, area. Uh, I don't know if next one or the, 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 the one after next one, but <laughs> certainly... <laughs> 
uh, there's a company called Skeleton Technologies. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's developing ultra capacitors um, for for battery and, and energy storage and um, yeah, energy uptake kind of uh, systems. So mm -hmm. for EVs, for transportation mainly, uh, but also other applications. They're kind of competing with Tesla's Maxwell, uh, but they're four times better than Maxwell. So I, I <laughs> of guess, course. Uh, of <laughs> course. Uh, so I guess there's uh, there's many uh, many many good news coming up. Um, also today came, uh, and and they're gonna be definitely the, the next ones. Actually, Estonia. <laughs> I guess the whole Estonia VC uh, world is at at the moment rooting for skeleton to you know go further, go faster. Yeah. There's been there's been also some uh, some discussions about it, and and many have said that skeleton is going to be the the next unicorn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fingers crossed for that. Looking forward, I will like start observing it uh, right away. Um, yeah, just to sum up, maybe what we discussed, it looks like uh, it's no brainer for the startups or founders that want to, to go for clean tech or generally startups uh, impactful to try out Estonia as a possible start market or tryouts or any kind of a pilot project. It sounds like the network uh, and the ecosystem you managed to build or you are part of, it's really effective. So huge congrats on that. Um, any last word you would like to, any last idea you would like to share with, uh, with impact founders or impact investors you think it's worth mentioning? Hmm. I should have prepared that. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Um, I guess, yes, um, for the entrepreneurs that are to be or, or the entrepreneurs that already are entrepreneurs, um, never forget who is helping you uh, at the moment in, in, in your entrepreneurial journey. Um, so have in mind kind of the sense of giving back to the community. The community is going to support you in the way and the, you're going to need the, their support also after you have done your successful exit and you have become a unicorn. Wonderful future to look for. Thank you very much, Erki, for the conversation. And fingers crossed for the beam line to be successful and all the founders that are part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.